We've all heard the phrase confidence is key. It takes all kinds of confidence to do what we're meant to do in life, but there are just so many of us who don't feel it. We're frozen with fear, doubts, and anxiety about what people will think of us and failure to do the thing. Our goal for what we want to do here is to share stories of people who are going through their own confidence journey, one step at a time, and hopefully encourage others to know that they are not alone and that confidence is attainable. So please join us in our conversation and perhaps have one of your own. Well, hello, Victoria. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I feel like we <laughs> haven't talked in like... Sorry. Hold A on. little bit. A little A bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> I did. I got a text message because I have somebody coming right after you. Oh, nice. So, yeah. But, um, love it. yeah, we love that. So we're here talking about confidence and, um, mm-hmm. you have quite the story to tell. Oh my gosh. Do I? <laughs> I think you do. Everybody does, right? Everybody does. Everybody honestly. does. Because I, th- yeah. yeah, confidence is like a really hard and deep topic I feel like mm-hmm. and um it's something we all struggle with absolutely everyone has their own journey with it yeah and I feel like this may or may not be true anymore but I feel like women especially struggle yeah like with body image issues and I know it affects men as well right but I feel like women in particular because of like the influence the media has on us mm-hmm. as far as like always putting these you know beautiful celebrities in front of us that their images are like highly edited highly edited instagram feeds are highly like you know edited and curated and it kind of sets us up to compare ourselves which isn't good no not good at all um and it affects mental health and i feel like we were like the first generation with this issue right of like social media social media and the internet impacting our self-esteem our self-worth our body image and i feel for the generations after us especially gen z too because like we can remember a time before social media right Mm -hmm. it was really becoming a thing when i was in middle school and like myspace started existing right and then after that, it was Facebook and Instagram and stuff. So, like, we know a time before that. So, right. it wasn't our entire lives. That's so that true. Social media. Oh, but my gosh. Like Gen Z and people younger, right? They don't know any That's different. That's their whole life, yeah, right? It is. It's their and whole so life. They, they really just have this, you know, uh, this, this thing in, in their life that really has a lot of negative side effects like i saw this tiktok yesterday and she said scientists have proven that screen time with whether it's an iphone a laptop the television social media whatever is a drug yeah and it's proven that it affects your brain like caffeine like uh, a drug and that impact on children is staggering oh and that's heartbreaking it really i know and it really affects the body image stuff yeah. and the confident stuff too because celebrities are only posting pictures and sometimes videos mm-hmm. that are highly airbrushed retouched photoshopped facetuned edited yeah, and, like and they have teams of editors standing. By oh, completely. To, and like, edit their stuff. They're only showing what they want the world to see. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it kind of. It makes like a it's kind of like a false god in a way. Right? Uh, like, yeah. Especially I think about like the Kardashians. Yep. And how now they're kind of on the decline for once in the past 20 years. They're yep. now finally people are starting to wake up, especially on TikTok. And they're like, we're over the Kardashians. Yeah. Because they have really set the standard for just some really negative body image issues Mm -hmm. for women. Because 
they're not talking about the plastic surgeries they're getting. No. And they're covering it up and yep. they're not being honest. And no. it's like, it's fine if you want to get plastic surgery. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. Just, I think it's the responsible thing to do to be like open and be like, I have lip filler. Yeah. I, I got a BBL. Yep. I got breast augmentation. Like, because it's setting up young girls to be like, oh, my chest doesn't like that look like that my stomach doesn't look like that there's something wrong with me innately like I was built wrong yeah I don't look like the Kardashians I don't look like these Instagram models I don't look like whoever Bella Hadid whatever whatever yeah and so I honestly think like obviously you know celebrities are allowed to have privacy oh yeah but when your whole brand is like beauty and lifestyle and about showing off your body it's like in a way I do think there's like a responsibility Mm -hmm. to your fans and your audience to be like you're not gonna look like this just by eating healthy and working out right exactly yeah there's makeup there's makeup I have a makeup team I have a hair team I have hair extensions I have filler I have have stylists I have yeah yeah like, I think there is a responsibility there to, like, young girls especially. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I think if I was ever to do anything, like, filler or anything, I would be completely open about it, even though I'm not a celebrity. Right. But, like, be I wouldn't want... Yeah, I wouldn't want young people especially to look at me and be like, oh, she just looks like that. Yeah. When it's not true. Right. You know? Right. I don't know. I'm on a tirade right now. <laughs> but... <laughs> no. And, like, it's, it's interesting... To bring up the point that there are people in this world that don't know what it's like before social media. Like, I never yeah. thought about that. And that it's it's weird to think about that um, social media didn't exist at one point. <laughs> and I know. And um, I I um, actually started this podcast because of a study that was done um, that said 40% of women and 28% of men would give up up to three years of their life to be their ideal body type. That study was done in 2008. Wow. Can you imagine what it's like now? Yeah. It's And so I just think we all need to just be transparent about our bodies. We need to be transparent about how we're feeling mentally and we need Mm -hmm. to be real because if you're, if you're fake, you're not helping anybody. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And you're not even helping yourself. Exactly. Like you're lying to yourself basically like this. It Yeah. And that doesn't help you. No. Yeah. No. So, um, yeah. yeah. But I, what I want to know is what is your personal definition of confidence? Mm. Yeah. I think that's going to be probably different for everyone. Completely. It's my but favorite question. From, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? But for me, it's feeling okay with myself mentally physically and spiritually Mm -hmm. and that's really hard oh that is so hard to nail all three to me it's not just a physical thing right like confidence because i feel like that's own that's almost like that can be almost the easiest chunk of it right where like you can work out and diet and change your body. You know, you could even go get plastic surgery. Somebody could, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to the mental part of confidence, <clears throat> that is so hard. Oh, it's so hard. Because you really have to work with a therapist or even on your own and spend a lot of time kind of picking through what you've been through, what's affected your self-worth and your self-confidence in your life. You have to pick through trauma, yep. things that have traumatized you, bullying. Yep. Like I experienced a lot of bullying as a young person through elementary school all the way to high school. Oh. And it 
it affects you. It does. And there's so many things as a young person that affects your self-esteem and self-worth. And I've struggled with my self-esteem and self-worth like many other young people. Yeah. Um, and I think it's harder now. Yeah. Than even we had it. Because like I said, my space wasn't a thing until we were in middle school. Right. Right. And yes, that was a really like detrimental time for like self-esteem and body issues and things like that. Right. But imagine the kids that are even younger now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the prevalence of social media. Mm-hmm. A 10 year old, a nine year old, an eight year old being exposed to social media. I don't know. Yeah. No. And like. Thinking about somebody that young being exposed to all of that is just it's mind boggling to me because they're not even they're not old enough to have to know themselves, to have grown into themselves Mm -hmm. physically, mentally, spiritually. They're just not old enough yet. They don't they don't have the life experience. And if they're looking at these these people and they're like, oh, my gosh, I want to look like that or oh, my gosh, I wish I could be like that or do something like that. It's like, you're nine. <laughs> like, give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, but, and even, mm-hmm. even if you're 29, yeah. give yourself a break. You know? Like, it's, it's just, yeah, give yourself a break. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself about, and compare yourself to those people on social media because they're just showing you snippets yeah that probably aren't even real i know and i'm just thinking yeah yeah Yeah. and it's crazy too because like it's even hard before social media oh completely like before social media we still had television movies magazines magazines um and even just issues and encountering people in your real life like through bullying or like I was involved in dance for Mm -hmm. like 10 years Mm -hmm. and in that environment you're really comparing what you look like and what your body looks like and even what your body can do right compared to all the rest of these other girls right and I was always I wasn't like a fat kid right right no, I wasn't a super heavy kid, but I was like big boned, right? And, like a big kid. Yeah. And even though I wasn't like super overweight as a kid, I was still looking and comparing my body to these other girls and being like, I don't fit in here. Right. I look different. Right. I look fat. And I remember as a kid. Um, I went to church as a kid mm-hmm. and as a kid, I would, I would every single night cause my mom would have us pray mm-hmm. together. And after my mom left the bedroom, I remember just asking God, I was like, please, please just don't make me fat anymore. I just don't want to be fat. Right. As like a little kid, Ugh. like five years old, Yeah. four, five, six years old. Ugh. Because I just didn't feel like I fit in and I didn't look like anybody. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, that's so hard. And it's it's rough. Yeah. yeah that is rough. And that's so... Um, I'm on the other spectrum where I was skinnier than everybody else. Yeah. And um, I was always told that I was too skinny. Yeah. And I was told that I was unhealthily skinny. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, that does stuff, like, my clothes would just swallow me up. And mm-hmm. I didn't have any curves, like, at all, like, in middle school. <laughs> so I was bullied in that respect, mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. But it goes both ways. It really, really does. And um, a lot of people don't think about that that it does go both ways Mm -hmm. but it does it does it's hard on both sides of the spectrum yep whether people think you're too skinny whether people think you're too fat whether you know it's not even something that's like 
body related but maybe a disability or you know something like that it's or even bullying you for something that's happening in your home that people know about or something right um it's it's rough kids are really mean kids are horrible I feel like everyone is bullied for something and there's yeah there's you know extremes of it where people are really really bullied and there's some people that you know maybe we're just a little bullied but I feel like everyone experiences that yeah and you know it's rough and it does affect how you see yourself and how you see your body Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah it's it's not good no (laughs) it's really not and like yeah I think also when you have um a disability or you have something where your body can't physically do what you want it to um that can be hard too because people are like oh why aren't you drinking or oh why aren't you doing this or oh why can't you do that and you're like because I have this physical limitation mm-hmm. or this mental limitation that restricts me from doing that yeah and that and that's a whole other level <laughs> that's a whole other level yeah but yeah. um I think we all have those limitations in some respect mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um way down on our confidence yeah so um trying to get all three of those the mental physical and spiritual to be good and to be okay all at the same time I don't think I'm there yet I don't think anyone can really yeah be there no and in a way yeah that's the thing that's the thing is like for me I don't want to look at it like one day I'm going to be whole or healed or fixed. Absolutely. I don't want to look at that, at at it that way because that's setting yourself up for, you know, this expectation that eventually everything's going to be fine. Right. You're not going to worry about your trauma. You're not going to have anxiety. You're not going to, you know, be dealing with self-confidence issues or whatever. To me, I just look at it like it's all a journey. Absolutely. we have this life that we're going to live for X amount of years. Yep. And it's not about getting from point A to point B of starting out early in life with poor self-esteem to when I'm 40, I'm going to feel great about my body and I'm finally going to have self-confidence or whatever. That's just an example. Right. Like, I don't think that we should think about it that way. No. Because we can all start working on things now mm-hmm. and take our time and actually do it the right way yeah um seek out therapy mm-hmm. get help for mental health issues body image issues things like that yep. it doesn't happen overnight no it doesn't this is not a black and white situation like there's just so much gray area yeah absolutely and For me, I think is the healthiest way to look at it is like, this is a lifelong journey. Yep. This is something that is going to ebb and flow. Like you're going to feel really confident because you're eating healthier, exercising more, you know. Yeah. Or you're going to feel kind of poor about yourself or whatever. But like, I think what's important for younger people to know is like, that's normal mm-hmm. in a way but if if there's extreme things going on and and you're really struggling to the point where like it's debilitating obviously you yeah. seek help right because there's so Absolutely. much good help out there so much good help but it is normal in a way mm-hmm. there it is, it is normal in a way to deal with these issues oh it is and i don't want people to think that like there's a one size solution right. for everybody. Everybody. Right. Right. Very individualized. It's a very personal journey. Very personal. Absolutely. And I think it's so important to emphasize it's normal mm-hmm. to feel this way. I love your mug. <laughs> <laughs> she has a and kitty mug, people. It. Oh my gosh, so cute. Anyway, um, so I know, I love it. So cute. But um, so yeah, but it's normal to have these doubts and to have these um, 
self-confidence problems. It's it's normal. Mm-hmm. And every single person on this planet has these problems. No matter mm-hmm. who you are. A hundred percent. And um, you just got to know that. That you are not yeah. alone. And also if there are any men listening to this which i don't know you're you're if if it's mostly probably women who listen to your thing i don't know i don't know but like i think it's really important that men are acknowledged in this situation too because i feel like the reason why we know that women struggle with this so much is because women talk about it right right and seek help for it right but men on the other side of things there's this stigma that like you need to be strong you need to be confident you need to be you know masculine or whatever and you can't you know have these moments of weakness right Right. you know in quotations yep or you can't be emotional right about it but the thing is is that if you look at the studies there are men that have eating disorders yep there are men that struggle with mental health and body image issues and compare themselves i'm sure men just as much as women compare their bodies to rip men yep. on Instagram with muscles and or shredded and everything like I'm sure it's it's, it's happening on, with both sexes oh absolutely and in between and like I think for me it's like if there are any men listening just know that like you're not alone and yeah. if you don't feel like talking about it with with your man- manly friends or whatever talk to your sister yeah talk to your your cousin your female cousin talk to because those girls understand and they will talk about it with you they will yeah. you're not alone nope yeah nope and yeah that's also really important to because it's i think the percentage is smaller because they don't talk about it but um, yeah, that that's so important to get out there that men feel it just as much as women do. So that's super. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. just super important to to know. Um, but let's get into your journey a little bit. Um, you can go as deep yeah. and as long as you want. But um, yeah, let's get into your journey a little bit. So for me, going back to what I was saying with being in dance, I started dance when I was like two or three years old. So Mm -hmm. I was like a toddler, right? Right. And so I was in a, I was in tights and like a little unitard and I was comparing my body to every single one of the people I was dancing with for like 10 years. Mm. And eventually it got to the point where... I didn't want to dance anymore because it was becoming so hard because I was feeling like such an outcast and I was feeling so different from everybody else. Like I said, I wasn't a super obese kid. Right. But I was on the larger side of the spectrum from when I was a kid. Like I was just big boned. Right. Um, it just runs in my DNA. Right. <laughs> I was just yeah. a bigger kid. Yep. And... When I was in kindergarten, I started experiencing bullying uh, um, by a girl who continued to bully me throughout my entire <gasps> school experience. Oh, that's horrible. Until I was a senior. Oh. <clears throat> um, wow. And it was rough. It was so bad. And it was always about me being fat. Mm-hmm. And it was so bad to the point where when we were in, I believe it was second grade, we were on the basketball court or whatever. And I had a jump rope and I was jumping rope and she had come up to me and she was bullying me, saying terrible things about me, whatever. In that moment, I completely snapped and I whipped her with my jump rope. Oh, and she got. She got second degree burns on her back to the point where she was out of school for weeks. Nobody saw her for weeks. Oh, dang. And I had to go to the principal's office. Uh-huh. And I felt so bad because I had to call my parents and tell 
tell them that I had hurt somebody. Aww. But I also had to explain the fact that the reason why I hurt somebody was I was pushed to the point of snapping. Right. Because I was being bullied so severely. Right. For at that point, you know, three, four years, whatever. Right. And... My parents, in a weird way, this is going to sound weird, but they were proud of me for standing up for myself, even though I did hurt somebody, which obviously that's not okay. Not okay. And like they told me that. Yeah. It's not okay to be violent, but like they were proud of me for actually standing up for myself because I was a very shy kid. Yeah. A very shy kid. I would just take the abuse i would just take the right. bullying same i would take it every day on the chin i would be quiet about it and i would internalize it yep and i wouldn't i wouldn't act out i wouldn't stand up for myself and you can only do that for so long oh. until you snap yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah completely um oh and that same girl continued to bully me in middle school oh um, when I was going through really, really rough times with my family, mm-hmm. um, my dad had gotten in a motorcycle accident and almost died. Ugh. I was dealing with severe mental health issues in middle school where I was having severe panic attacks every single day at school. Mm-hmm. And it was, felt impossible to be alive at this point yeah. in middle school. And she one day came in the bathroom it was seventh grade. This was like right after my dad's accident. Uh-huh. And she just said fat ass in the bathroom. And it was just like another last straw moment. Right. Where it's like I'm dealing with severe anxiety. I feel completely isolated and alone. Mm-hmm. And now I have somebody still calling me fat. Right. After all these years. Oh. And it's just. It's too much. It's so hard. Oh, it's, it's so hard. Yeah. No, that's that's too much. That's way too much. Um Yeah. And so bullying continued <clears throat> in high school. <clears throat> I just to put it in perspective for people, I was a very curvy young girl. I was not skinny, mm-hmm. but I was also not like super, super o- like yeah. obese, right? right? But I was technically overweight by my doctor's standards, right? Uh huh. Because I was very curvy. I'm big boned. Right. That's in my DNA. Whatever. That's who I am. Yeah. And people in my high school did not like that. <laughs> I wasn't an like an average size or a skinny size. Right. Right. And obviously it's really hard to be skinny too because you're going to get bullied and I see that perspective as well. Right. Um, but just speaking from my perspective, yeah. I had to deal with, I guess, what you would call cyberbullying. So in high school, some we had, you know, like spirit week where yeah. like, we would dress up. Yep. There was one week where it was like, I think maybe like a vintage day or something. So I had dressed up kind of vintage, like 1950s. And I had this really cute blue green dress and red lipstick on and stuff like that. And like, love that. I felt really good about myself because like I was pushing myself out of my comfort zone and I was like showing a little bit more arm than I usually do because that's like. I have a hard time showing my arms. I have my whole life. Uh-huh. And so I was like showing a little bit of arms. And then in the back, it kind of opened up a little bit in the back. Uh-huh. And so somebody decided to post on Twitter that I'm ugly, fat, and I have terrible back fat. That. And I didn't, wow. I didn't have a Twitter. Right. I didn't have a Twitter account. So I had people coming up to me. That I wasn't even really friends with, but were looking out for me in my grade being like, I don't know if you saw this, but this person posted this terrible thing about you on Twitter. And it really came out of left field because I didn't really know this person. I mean, I know that they were, I think, in a few of my different art classes, but they were like a year older than us Mm -hmm. or a year older than me. And so I had to go to the principal's office and like tell them that this happened. 
because again, at this point, I had been bullied for so long where I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. Absolutely. It's and I don't want this on the Internet. Right. You can say it to my face. Right. You can say it behind my back. But please don't put this on the Internet. Yeah. Where things live forever. Right. Because you're going to look like an asshole forever. And also, I don't want that about me forever. So yeah. Let's just take it down. Right. So this person ended up getting in trouble and having to take it down and whatever. And there's so many other instances of bullying that I I dealt with in high school. Things saying people saying things to me, saying things behind my back, whatever. Um. And you know, it really wears on you. It does. It really does. Yeah. It wears on you. And the thing is, it's even if you're even if you're not being bullied it'll it wears on you just comparing yourself on your own mm-hmm. without even with the bullying so like once you add the bullying on top of it <clears throat> it's a recipe for disaster right and not only that <laughs> but i had really bad mental health issues starting in middle school so it was like pouring bullying and then my own comparison and judgment and uh you know, all of that on top of mental health issues. And yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Um. <laughs> yeah. But. That, uh, I have a feeling a lot of people can relate to your story. And mm-hmm. that is just so frustrating and sad. Yeah. That a lot of people mm-hmm. can relate to your story. But. It's a story that I feel needs to be told because because others can relate to it and um, others can, um, again, know that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing that was kind of difficult and this is no. uh, I have no ill will towards my mother at all. Mm-hmm. But I think she would always talk about her body in ways that I don't think was always positive for mm. me. Yeah. My mom was always really preoccupied with her diet and different fad diets and always trying to lose weight and always worried about food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she would also comment on my weight Ugh. and my body and like say that I need to suck in my gut or whatever. And yeah. this is no hate towards my mom. No. But like that wasn't healthy. <laughs> no. And or helpful. Also, yeah. Or and also when I was in middle school, my mom wanted to join Weight Watchers and so she had me join with her because I think she wanted somebody to do it with. Mm. But like Again, I was a middle schooler right. in an adult Weight Watchers program, which to me nowadays in 2023 seems like illegal. Yeah, that's not, shouldn't have happened. Like, yeah, absolutely. What? Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, yeah. And so I think the comments at school from bullying, the comments from my mom, and also watching my mom's preoccupation and kind of like, concern with food and all this like sorry my computer dinged but all this like concern that she had with food and dieting and weight loss like it really made me hyper aware mm-hmm. yeah absolutely food and what i'm eat like in a not good way right yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah that was rough yeah but i also want to make the point like I don't think thinness is like, and you know this 100%, mm-hmm. thinness doesn't correlate to self-confidence. Oh, absolutely not. Like, somebody who's thin or somebody who looks conventionally attractive, that doesn't automatically mean that they're confident. And so when you're looking at people on social media or people in your life and they have the body that you want, right? Right. That doesn't mean that they're confident. So, like, even if you lose the weight that you want to lose that doesn't necessarily mean the confidence is going to follow and like for me in my life I've been 
so many different shapes and sizes. I've been weights that I'm really good with Mm -hmm. and I'm still feeling really unconfident and low self-esteem. And I've been sizes where I've been, you know, a lot larger than I want to be. And I just think that like, no matter where you are on the spectrum, whether you want to lose weight, you don't want to lose weight you're too thin, you're too heavy or whatever, self-confidence in that journey can start now. Absolutely. You You don't have to get to your goal weight to start this journey. Absolutely not. And you don't have to look like the person you want to look like online or in your life or whatever to start to feel like, okay, I'm going to be confident now because the journey is largely mental. Yep. (laughs) Oh. I've heard so... I've heard so many people talk about like I lost a hundred or two hundred pounds, and my confidence was in the toilet. Yeah, because I even though I got to the size that I wanted to be, my confidence was not following. Right, and I still had body dysmorphic issues or whatever, and I still saw myself larger or whatever. So, yep. the thing I want to say is right now I'm not at the ideal size I want to be, and that's fine, and I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. But the journey can be now at the same time. And, you know, it's not, like I said earlier, it's it's not black and white. It's a gray area. Right. Absolutely. And like, and yeah, absolutely. Anyone can do it right now, no matter, you know. Yeah. Don't how, wait. How you're feeling with your body. Yeah. Don't wait. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's also important um, to know, um, don't wait until you, like, feel better in other areas of your life, too. Like, mentally, like, oh, my gosh, I don't feel like, like, maybe you don't have the job that you want right now. Or maybe you don't have the income that you want right now. Or maybe you don't have the relationship that you want right now or whatever. Don't wait Mm -hmm. to work on your confidence for that whatever it is to... um, happen because that you're just going to be in an endless waiting game and that's that doesn't help you at all no exactly and yeah yeah I totally agree with what you're saying and it's hard I know it's hard to like work on these issues because it's it's so much work and oftentimes it takes like a licensed professional whether it's a psychologist or therapist or whatever but and a lot of people don't have the resources to do that for free or right. to do that for something that they can afford like a copay or whatever right but you can also do it on your own too mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah don't wait just because the truth is we only have one life yep. that we're living right now in the present yep and I want everybody in an ideal world to feel good in their skin. Like, yeah, I think that we all deserve to feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. We and all- I'm working yeah. on it. Yeah, we're all working on it. Right. Yep. Every single one of us. Yeah. And there was something that I noticed uh during covid actually i think it was probably like 2020 Mm -hmm. but i really started to question some of my thinking around the way that i dress and hide my body because during the pandemic i put on about 30 pounds like many other people right Uh (laughs) uh-huh who put on 5 10 15 you know quarantine 15 whatever i put on 30 Mm -hmm. um and during COVID, I started thinking, why am I so afraid to show my arms? Why have I been so preoccupied with this need to always cover my arms, even when I was skinnier than I am now? What is yeah? What is that thinking? And I started to challenge it. I'm like, I live in Southern California. It is 120 <laughs> degrees in the summer. <laughs> and you know what? I don't want to cover my arms all the time. Why am I why am I doing this to yeah, myself? Exactly. You don't have to do this. No. Just because I'm not at my goal weight and I'm not as thin as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, 
I'm I'm not in a place where I think that my arms look amazing. Right. I'm going to show my fat arms. I don't care anymore. It is 120 degrees. And so I just started challenging my own thinking and I challenge yeah. <laughs> everyone to do that. Yeah. Whether you think that you're not curvy enough and you're too skinny to pull off something or your arms are too big or your stomach's too big to pull off something. Yeah. Girl or guy, just live your life. Live your life. Live your life and wear what you want to wear and have fun. Yes. And also don't roast yourself to death in 120 degree weather in Southern California <laughs> because you don't want to show your arms. Okay. It comes to the point where it's delusional to do that sort of thing. And it's like self-punishment. Yeah. Not not a good it's idea. Like, don't do that. Don't Just do it. show your arms. Who cares? Just because do it. Because the thing is. Yeah. The thing is that I've realized over the years, you're the only one who cares. Right. What your arms look like in this dress or in this top. Right. No one is looking at your arms. And if they are looking at your arms, uh, who cares? Who cares? You don't know them. Or even if you do know them, who cares? Who cares? It's not a life or death situation. Right. So wear that dress, wear that top and be comfortable. Yeah. Just be comfortable. Exactly. Be comfortable in your own skin. Because like, honestly, if they do care, then they have their own problems they have to deal with. (laughs) exactly so and that's the thing yeah. i'm like so i'm starting to challenge myself in some of my thinking but then again like everything it's a journey i'm not 100 percent there yet like right i also don't like my lower belly i really don't like it and mm-hmm. so for me it's still challenging wearing the things i want to wear or dressing a way that i want to dress because i'm concerned about hiding this area mm-hmm. and that's my own journey and something I'm still dealing with. And yeah, it's also going side by side with a health journey that I'm on, which is important. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, it's just a journey. What it's, can I say? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> and we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. all um, have, as we said in the beginning, we all have our own path. And um, I think that's the most important thing to um, remember is that you have your own path. And if someone, those who, those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. Yeah. Love Dr. Seuss. (laughs) I love it. He's Um, he's great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, But. Another thing yeah. that um, that I really think about, especially when I think about you, mm-hmm. is like how helpful things like makeup and fashion can be for boosting your confidence. Because oh, yeah. for, for me, I love bright colors and fashion and makeup and things like that. And that can... And if you take the time to do those things, you know, when you want to for yourself, yep, it can really help boost your confidence and you f- can feel better in your skin. So absolutely. If the, yeah. So I just recommend like if anyone out there is interested in these things and you feel like you can't pull it off because you're too small, you're too big, you're too whatever there. You can do it. Just do it. And yeah. just have fun. Yeah. One life to live again. Exactly. Just have fun. And also, um, I challenge people to start to develop their own style mm-hmm. because um, it really does boost boost your confidence and makes you feel good about yourself when you express yourself through clothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. And the thing is, is that like, I don't do it every single day. Right. Obviously, because, you know. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. And I like to be comfy and I don't go out of the house every single day. Right. Um, I work from home. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I really like to put on some makeup just to go to Target or just to run some errands. Um, Or like if me and Indy, my boyfriend, if we're going out to a lunch or dinner or whatever, I like to wear something bright and cute and whatever. So like you don't have to do it every single day. Right. But. I think it's important that like you give yourself those little confidence boosts um, if you enjoy makeup or fashion or whatever. So absolutely. I I recommend that. Yeah. 
and I also recommend um, getting like a hobby or something that you Mm -hmm. enjoy doing because that'll also help boost your confidence um, Mm -hmm. to kind of help produce something in the world that you enjoy creating. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. Because um, that, yeah, that'll really help boost your confidence in and your sense of worth yeah to contribute totally yeah agree. to contribute to the world in that in that way mm-hmm. so absolutely and um i've in my entire life had a really hard time accepting compliments especially if they're physical like about my physical appearance or whatever mm-hmm. i have a really hard time accepting those things because of dealing with low self-worth and self-confidence issues, just an inability to accept a compliment. And that's something that I'm dealing with still. Um, But I've gotten better with over the years. But the thing I've noticed is like, if somebody was to compliment my art or an ability I have Mm -hmm. with um, drawing or painting or whatever, it really it's super meaningful and I think I'm easier to accept those kinds of compliments because it's based on a skill. So I definitely agree with getting a hobby and getting an outlet that where you can express yourself and, and show yourself. Um, and I, I think it does help self-confidence and self-worth because if people are complimenting something you're doing, whether you're amazing at a sport or you're an amazing artist, or you have an amazing fashion sense or makeup ability. Mm-hmm. People recognizing that in you, and they will, um, really helps boost your self-esteem. Oh, completely. Um, and it's okay if you still have a hard time, you know, yeah, taking compliments for your art and stuff like that, or whatever your hobby is. Right. Because I deal with that too, but mm-hmm. it's it's a journey. It is. <laughs> it's <laughs> it a really journey. Is. Again. Again, That's like the whole takeaway from this episode. Yes. It's a journey. And um, it's also just something that is just continual practice, continual um, focus, continual work. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody just, yeah, needs to work on, work on their self-worth because... Everybody is worth something. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Every single person on this planet. Yeah. And another element that I've been thinking about as well in preparation for this podcast is how relationships Mm -hmm. have affected my confidence and self-esteem because I have been in some really toxic relationships in my life and I have been absolutely shattered and brought to my knees when it comes to self-confidence and self-worth from my relationship with men and I just want people to know that that's not normal yeah if if you are in a situation or a relationship um or you're even just seeing somebody casually and you go home after or they leave your place and you feel absolutely worthless or you feel miserable every night when you're going to sleep, that's not normal. Nope. And you're not in a good situation. You're not in, in a good place. That's not okay. It's not okay. Nope. And I've been in seasons in my life where I have just accepted that. Yeah. Just on the basis because I'm in love. Mm-hmm. Or just on the basis because I really like being around this person or seeing this person. Right. But on the, on the flip side of it being absolutely devastated to the point where like your self-worth is in the toilet and you feel like nothing. Right. And again, I just want to say that's not normal. No. That's not what a good relationship is. Nope. And being in the relationship I am now, which thankfully i'm so lucky for it which is super stable Mm -hmm. super healthy super rewarding and my partner indy makes me feel like 
a whole human, which is a weird thing to say because you'd think any relationship somebody would want to be, you'd want to feel like a whole human. Right. Um, but when you've been in really toxic or abusive relationships, you once you're in a healthy relationship and you find somebody that treats you like an equal, mm-hmm. that that really loves you for who you are, no matter how you look or the things you're dealing with, mm-hmm. it's it's really an amazing thing. And I just want to let anybody out there know that might feel like they're in that type of situation or have been in that situation. You're not alone. Right. But also you deserve better. You deserve <laughs> better. Yes. Absolutely. You deserve so much better yes. because even if you think I love this person and you know we're meant to be whether it's forever or just in the short term like you don't have to put up with that be with somebody just because you love them right if they're hurting you absolutely because people who love each other don't hurt each other like that exactly yeah um yeah that's a great point too and um that's a really yeah, that's just a great point. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Victoria. This was a very, like, full um, <laughs> session. Full episode? Full episode. Yeah. And I love it because this was <laughs> so good. And oh, good. I am so excited. But Victoria's in California, so I won't be seeing her. Because <laughs> I, I always tell my people, I'm like, I'll see you later, but I won't be seeing you. I know. But I'm hoping to hopefully come back maybe this fall or whatever because I need to go see my my family too. Yeah. So I'm hoping we can see each other this year. Yes. Um, so amazing. But, yes. Yeah. Before, before we go, one last thing yes. for anybody who's listening. If... If you're really struggling, please seek help. Yes. Whether it's for self-esteem and confidence issues, mental health issues, or being in a relationship that might be toxic or abusive or whatever. Yep. Um, or if you're just dealing with any type of issues with childhood trauma or whatever, please, please, please get help. Get help for you. Yep. Because you matter and you are so important. Yep. Even if you think right now that you're not. <laughs> you are. You really mean so much to the people around you, your friends, family, whatever. Yep. Um, and seek help. Even if you think you can't afford it, there are ways to get help. Yeah. So I just want to let everybody know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That is but, part of this is seek help when you need it. When you need it. Because it's not Absolutely. an if, it is a when. <laughs> yeah. Because we all need mm-hmm. help. Sometime or another. We do. Everybody does. Everybody yeah. does. So don't feel bad that you need help. No. Because you're worth it. You're worth it. Yeah. Well, thank you so Absolutely. much. I love you. I love you. This was so great. This was so great. And we'll talk again soon. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the pod. Absolutely. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.